cool. now we're recording. Now we're recording. Hey, we welcome, hey, welcome to the final Q&A of season one of Almost Heroes. Yeah, that's what I'm Good intro. That was nice. I could have said it better myself. Absolutely. Professionals. It's almost yeah. like we've been doing this for three years. A <laughs> little uh, bit. little bit. Okay, John. What has Joro been up to? Joro uh, went to the Plane of Madness and... Uh, Fucking A.O. Why would he make that shit? I'm saying, man. Went back there with uh, with the entire ship of basically the ghost elephants, all this like stuff that was in the All Mind because basically he had absorbed all of the memories of the All Mind and that's basically what had been there the entire time. I uh, was like these weird ghosts that that like little girl that had become the All Mind was living around was these ghosts, including that... Uh, the little girl the that of... Rangram punched? Yes, that one. The small, yeah, the exactly. small child that Rangram okay. hit? Okay. Yep. Um, and so, yeah. That's he went they there. deserved it. They deserved that. He went there uh, and then basically re, like, yeah. kind of refigured. Like, he, I, I think Joral's whole, whole thing was that he needed to get his mind right with now having all the memories of the All Mind. And then once he was able to do that, he came back just like he promised Glenn he would. Hell yes. I love that. When you like started to describe that scene, I was like, I have no fucking idea. That was the first person you started describing. I was like, I have no idea who this is. And then you're like, and then you hear a familiar voice. I was like, yes. <laughs> when, yeah, when you said that, like it clicked in my brain that it was like Juro because yeah. he had been made like, a mind flayer. I was like, I was like, I knew it was the mind flayer mm -hmm. stuff, but when you you yeah, I didn't think it'd be a friendly. to the fact that it was Juro. I was like, right. let's fucking go. I was yeah, like, Two Town's no longer been attacked by a necrotic purple worm, but now they're fighting mind flayers. Is that better? Yeah. <laughs> Did, I, do we need to get back now? <laughs> right. to, to exacerbate this like image of what Tin Town was facing, like, could you imagine all of a sudden most of these people haven't seen this crazy ship? And so you're fighting a purple worm. It this ship that looks like a fucking ammonite shell, crazy thing with tentacles, appears blows the thing's head off, and then it's just floating in midair. And then, it, all of a sudden, all these undead start washing into the city. They end up just, like, huddled onto one mound to stay away from them. And then, just floating above the city still, is this crazy spaceship. It's like, a spaceship. It's just, it's just, just a, a it's a lot. There's a lot going on in one town. But, uh, you know, most of them survived. Um, I think there was, like I said, I think there was, like, 15 people that died um, in the uh, in the battle. The, the, like, in that final battle. I'm sure there's a YouTube series of it somewhere, but like just the life of an NPC, like in any of this shit, would be fucking <laughs> hilarious to yeah, watch. Oh, it's yeah. like, Absolutely. oh, I've got to walk to the bakery through the sludge of necrotic flesh. Like, oh, just life another just Thursday. Continues. Yeah. Just walking through the middle of the purple worm to get to work. Yeah. Tom's proverbially Ooh. just like cleaning guts off of the bar. Like, <laughs> I still got to go to the tannery to right. make the leather. <laughs> Uh, does Gerd pray to Rangrim? Absolutely. I think now. 100%. Definitely now. Yeah. Oh, well, she before. definitely got one of his pamphlets, before. too. For sure. Mm -hmm. Have you right. heard about I our mean, Lord and Savior Rangrim? Like, well before he actually ascended to godhood. Because this was this, like, captured goblin who knew no form of light, really. Just their one job was to guard this door. Yep. And then she gets set free. 
handed a dagger and every once in a while hears the voice of her savior say stab like <laughs> that's like if that is not how a religion is written i don't know how one is like like rangram's power might have just come from having one follower like you know how gods become more and more powerful that is just how he was leveling had nothing that's to do with the fights it was just gird believing in you i think so where's the line though which one so it sounds like if you're if you're Sending them to stab, that might just be it. Rangram might have a cult at this point. That's true. I think, Which is, I, I mean, sec, well, know, religion, cult, I mean, very close. I, you know, I think if, if I said, like, Gerd, do my laundry or you don't get into heaven, that's more culty. I think if Glenn got involved, it would have become a cult immediately. Well, they would have yes. monetized it. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Like, if, if there's money. Monetized it, if first thing just... you have to do is give us all of your possessions. And uh, wear this one cloak forever. Right, right, right. Now you're and level also fourteen. Invite five of your friends. Mm -hmm. Hold on yeah. to these metal rods and tell what me are, how you. What are you? You get more cloaks levels? if you refer a friend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Was yeah. Gerd's what is... dagger magical? Uh, was that dagger that we I don't think magical? So. I think it was sharp as hell. I think it was a Rangrim original. Was it, it was imbued with infinite stabs. Oh. oh. I, I thought it was. I thought it was. I'm idea. also proud of Gerd for surviving that long. Sure. Because yeah. I could have just been falling on deaf ears the whole time, you know? I just liked He's that falling on deaf goblin, ears. which was part of the reason I always tagged back to that. Like, I tell Gerd to stab because I wanted John to canonically tell me that that tiny little goblin was still alive. <laughs> and, and still he... murdering. <laughs> yeah. Is Gerd the avatar of Rangrim? Uh, now that Rangrim's a god. That's a great question. I, that's uh, that's uh, Rangrim's choice. Um, oh, she she has a direct line of God at this point. <laughs> just a phone call. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think the next two are a little uh, don't don't we'll see. Now that we know Cosmo's father is truly dead, can Raimi be a thing? <laughs> so, um, funny story. I did I did kind of offer that to Raingrim. I didn't know he was Cosmo off. Here is my mom. mom. <laughs> I just was like, oh, it was just like one of those things of like. We did have this discussion. It's like, I realized it was like a running joke and I didn't know if it felt like it was off limits. <laughs> but I was like, hey, well, I mean, one, it was a character that I played and. You know, that just gets weird for me. <laughs> the bedroom well, we scenes would have been we didn't great have to RP for any... me and Bobby to RP. They absolutely, I, if you did not ask of it, I would have demanded it. So, that's what I'm saying. I knew that there would be those questions. And I was like, man, I got lines. I got boundaries. I mean, dude, you know what? Dude, I'm sorry. The, in, in, the, in, in the first season of the Adventure Zone, they literally do like a love story between an NPC that's uh -huh. voiced by one of the brothers and one of the other brothers. So they that's just wild. like... That's uh, that's a whole thing right there. Emotional Help me word. step NPC. I'm stuck. But season um, season two is gonna be wild. But we we did actually um, uh, talk about that. Yeah, we did. As like a wholesome kind of uh, ending, but uh, Rangram would have declined as much as he did hit on Amy. He um, if Rangram had stayed in town, uh, Rangram was absolutely gonna try to wife up match. He had the hots for her from day one as like the first person that helped her. And I mean, I think it makes sense. I mean, let's 
possibly one of the reasons why he also liked Amy. Because Ringram likes a little bit of a muscle mommy. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. The quotes yep. are going to come out of this. <laughs> uh, um, so the question of will Cosmo ever call Rangrim dad? No. Uh, short short answer, no. Always maybe Sky. Place. Maybe Sky Daddy. Sky Daddy. Sky Daddy. <laughs> Sky Daddy. Uh, Daddy. So, all right. So Jukor asks, what is the city or area that the group didn't go to that you wanted them to? Which I think I know this answer. Uh, yeah, so that was Amber Falls, which was featured in one of the uh, the little vignettes, which was where um, the former constable chap Hunter ended up just on vacation. But it was a little, it was a, it was a resort town. If you look at the map, it was on the very bottom um, of where the waterfall is, and so it's like a Niagara Falls resort town kind of thing. But um, you know what was talked about in the finale is that it falls over these like bones of this long dead terrasque. That so it like that's kind of the feature that the entire town like hmm. is on the bank and they look at. So just kind of cool. That's awesome. Um, and I always liked that space. And there was a story there um, that involved like a long dead necromancer and like a kid. And there was like some other stuff that a, was a kid. There was more kids. There was like a no. Th there was. There was a anyway. There's a, there a whole. There's a whole. Almost thing. heroes be punching kids. <laughs> that was the one that Glenn was supposed to kill. To it was. Round out it was an early party. Glenn is the it only one in... has not killed a, or hit a kid. Thank you for bringing that up. That is fair. That that story was in alpha, so it wasn't beta tested yet. So uh, we. Uh, it, it wasn't. It, that was just in in broad strokes. But I, I always like liked the idea of that that town. Um, but it just never made sense uh, to come into there. There was also some stuff in the Heartwood um, that would have been interesting. The um, the thing you guys took from Peril back in the like day, that weird stone. Yeah, that you just, like, I wanted to sold. follow that one so bad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I wanted to follow that. I was going to pull that thread forever. I want to know what the hell is on the other side of that rock. Yeah, so there was, um, there's like, there was a story with like corruption in the Heartwood and that they, that piece was missing from the stone in the center of the Heartwood and you had to like fight your way to it to like reassemble mm. it and whatever. Um, but, uh, that would have been like a, a mini mission that, uh, yeah, just didn't get, just didn't get gotten to. Didn't get got to. That's all good. If only we had more time. <clears throat> if, you know, right? if only three we years? had had, yeah, if we had had like three years to tell a story or something oh. like that, like maybe 264, uh, hours or something weird. Next season, let's make it six and see how much right. map we can explore. <laughs> Too bad. I'm probably just going to stick you on an island. That's <laughs> what you think. We're making a boat. See, the <laughs> season season one was uh, Ocarina of Time. Season two is Majora's Mask. We're we're do, we're keeping it contained. <laughs> uh, yes, season there. three is definitely Breath of the Wild. Prize, you might, sir. Oh God, we're never. making a boat. <laughs> try, try and make a boat. Oh, the con. The, I already the entire continent is, is the entire continent is to the east. We're getting in a boat and going west. <laughs> to, to, to be fair, though, I actually, I actually really, I, Majora's Mask was my favorite one, so I'm, I'm all on board with season two. Don't get them all safety and plot one way to yeah. Yes, they. I, I am thinking about that. I, I will, will stay on season. I'll save that for session zero of season two. I look forward uh, to it. Is Steve the spirit of most of the, of a horse? <laughs> Could be. I maybe. I will never ever tell anyone what steve did or who steve was 
it is this is for everyone else to figure out i love if you have theories great they, they maybe that's what it is but Wait, i will never on. ever ever tell whatever what it did. was we all know it was very bad yeah when you say who he was was that like in a like personification of a God, horse or was he like once a person that did some <laughs> fucked up shit and was now you know burned into a horse? um so bobby what's the next question yep uh what was <laughs> Each of the players' oh, second choice of class. Ooh, that's a great question. I, love, I would love to hear one. that. Um, honestly, I think when I was building Cosmo, I had looked at maybe making a fighter. Um, but it would, and the reason was was because the idea that Cosmo's powers like ramped up as he got stronger. Um, made a little bit more sense there as far as like, made, is it an Eldritch? Eldritch? Eldritch, is uh, Eldritch Knight? Eldritch? Yeah. Oh, the Eldritch Knights are cool. Okay. Eldritch Knights are cool. Um, so possibly playing something like that. Um, yeah. So something like that. Eldritch. Eldritch. I, I always want to say Eldritch, which is a Yu-Gi-Oh card. Yeah, I mean, they basically they do that in with Yu-Gi-Oh's. They just change like a couple of the the letters. Yeah, so they don't get screwed in the IP. Literally, so they can trademark it. I guarantee mm -hmm. you, all those words are trademarked. Mm -hmm. Yeah, or so they can't get hit with a trademarked term. Right, Rangrim. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. With uh, with Rangrim, um, going into this campaign, I knew I was going to play Rangrim because meeting bk and john in a random facebook looking for a game group love that where we played what was it like three maybe four sessions that was the strange sunless, the sunless that, citadel that is where bakarin came from that's it also is, where ego came that's from that's where ego, i played with john as ego and, and where rangrim came from bk yeah. is bakarin and that's when i first made rangrim so i knew going into this campaign i was going to play rangrim just because it felt right um, me and John did talk briefly about I was possibly going to dip into Warlock because of the oh, oh right the like patron the, the patron thing with the Eldritch oh, Mind right. and didn't know where his powers were coming from. But like, I did a couple like little tests and like, I mean, if you stat it out, like cleric Warlock just don't like work that good. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, that makes sense. More charming. I mean, uh, Rangrim would have been dangerous too. Rangrim. I mean, yeah, Rangrim's charisma. If he he started spiking his riz up, yeah, that'd have been a problem for <laughs> a lot of people. <laughs> I, I think I stole. I think I used one of the dungeon maps from that, the Sunless Citadel. But I I've never really played through a a book. If I I could probably pull it up right now on Roll Twenty, and uh, one of the maps is just entirely dicks that DK drew all over it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, and now uh, while yeah, we get to uh, the next question, I'm gonna do just that. I right, uh, my actually on the same exact thread as uh Dan's, I was gonna play Bakrin, but we already had a paladin, which was totally fine. Um I like actually Rogue was my second pick, but it was like one A, one B. So technically I did play my second choice. But it was also fun, like, having to make a character that fits a rogue that isn't, like, just a 
dark, moody thief. Try to try to do a little sure. bit of a a little lightness to a, a rogue because all the the content tied to rogues is just like so dark. So like a big reason why I like a lot of like the more popular D D like podcasts is just different perspective because it's so much more realistic when you can have some kind of like personality that's not just like you always want to be in the shadows. You are Batman. Yeah. Yeah. No Batmans. But yeah, I was gonna be Bachran. Gonna bring in that would have been dumb. crazy. That would have been a wild. That would have been a wild twist. <laughs> like I don't even. I, I don't hope... even think I knew that. But you were. But you were gonna run Bachran before. Yeah. If, if we didn't have a, a front line, that's what I was gonna do. So I wanted to kind of fill it out with a three-person campaign, super metagaming. Like you want to have some way to kind of balance out the different parts of the field. So if we didn't have like a strong front line, I was gonna do a bakran but i've played in campaign previously where bobby was a paladin and i was like mm-hmm. that's the right choice <laughs> like if i want my character to survive mm-hmm. yep. let bobby run that shit so uh, happily sure. took a a midline backline with with glenn it was a shit ton of fun and dude yeah. rogues are i always give bobby shit for the paladin being op but like rogues are pretty stupid once you get to higher levels just because of all the skills and stuff you can get like there wasn't a weapon that's not available to a rogue it's just all dumb Mm. a lot of fun yeah the um i don't i think we've talked about it like briefly but um two of the seven gods were actually based on previous characters by bk and bobby Mm. um the my gosh the oath keeper was bobby's character wallace and uh was it i forgot the name of yours bk (laughs) uh omari i know but what was the what was their god name i completely forgot the trickster the trickster. There you go. I was like, I kept seeing, I uh, kept thinking the tinkerer, and I was like, that's not right. The trickster. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The trickster. There you go. That was also a fun character, and that was like super multi-class, so it was nice to uh, dip into, or I guess the opposite of dip into, just go full like single class. Like when I was thinking yeah. about that like little five-level jump, I was like, oh, I could mm-hmm. do a bunch of crazy ships. Like also, how often do you get a capstone? <laughs> like let's let's do level twenty and just go crazy. Love it. Uh, feel free to check out the uh, community chat on our Discord where you can see a beautiful <laughs> dick that BK did draw on our Sunless Citadel campaign like four years ago. Yeah. Uh, and if you, you look real close, you can see the exact same uh, miniature like, that I used for Rangrim named Thick Ass that... Duragore Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I know to prove I drew that. It's purely circumstantial evidence. No, I was gonna say, do you have the so same affliction that Jonah Hill had in uh, Superbad? Yeah. <laughs> do you know what? Like all the best flavored foods, all dick shape. Can't eat any of them. All right. <laughs> um, oh, all right. God. What does Cosmo name his children? Obviously, Sid, Sydney. That was like on my mind. Um, I don't know. Oh yeah, so Jukor, you owe me five bucks. Oh, <laughs> did you really put that in? Or, did you really or five drinks? That? Oh yeah, five drinks right now, so Jukor. I bet you five bucks. You never uh, said no, so it's technically <laughs> a bet. Did you really actually bet on that? It's in there. Yeah, it's right there. Yeah. Well, yes, I see that, but I had had I already said it. Yeah, he's already drinking. It's already worked. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Thank you for right. yes handing to Jukor your saint. 
Yeah. 100% said it after okay, I, okay, yeah. I was like, wait. <laughs> I was like checking the clock. I was like, what? All right. If it were two boys, would it have been Glenn and Rangrim? Uh, maybe, maybe Rangrim, but definitely not Glenn. It needs, it needs to be Ranglin. 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 Ranglin does kind of slap. Glengrim? I saw that earlier. Like it's got a ring to it. Glengrim rolls right off the tongue. <laughs> this is my gig, Glengrim. Glengrim's <laughs> definitely an elf named after yes. us. I think so Glenn would get Rangelin mad if his name is definitely Gl- the dwarf named after us. That's fair. Glengrim is like definitely somewhere a Duergar kid. <laughs> like, like Glen, this is my child, Glengrim. I think Glenn would be mad if there's a name Glengrim out there. I think Glenn. Oh no, you meet kid. you meet Glengrim in an alleyway for sure. Like yeah, like he's hooks. selling watches or something. <laughs> hey, uh, I, I got some. Uh, I, got I got some, some good things on here. I got some, I got some. I got all. I got some good stuff for you, dude. I got some lightly expired <laughs> healing potions in here. Come on, take them all. Lightly expired healing potions. <laughs> uh, so Taking where notes. what what happens to Ao then? Because uh, he oh yeah they just dis they they went on a soul searching. They went on a fucking walkabout while we had to clean up their fucking pieces, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean they they so I think that Ao helps uh well the nine. Uh, put back together the the uh, the original pantheon. So the the D and D pantheon for Five E would have been reassembled, um, and then would have just kind of dipped, going out on a look like a, like you said a walkabout to f- discover potentially who created them, and also uh, maybe to create a new reality, and also maybe just take fucking a couple eons to take a vacation and travel around to outside of your guys's reality, which is not in any of your planes of existence. It would be a different reality completely. Whatever's outside of that is where Ao went. All right. Fair is enough. he be in the next uh, Mario paper? Is he going to be just like, or Paper Mario, excuse uh, me, is he just yeah. going to be like 2D? Is that the other reality? Yeah. Just sure. start removing and adding Ds? <laughs> yeah, actually, just he's going to go back to Pong and just be the 1D. Yeah, <laughs> there uh, you go. How? He's that, he, Ao, the 1D. <laughs> Fair enough. How many temples did they make for Rangrim? I, that's a great question. That's, At least I, one. Rangrim sent out pamphlets of so probably a decent amount. How many do you think? Dan? He, I mean, I think once I the would, Empire realized that that was like the same dude that, you know, put a sticker on there. <laughs> he got a sticker on his butt or something like that. <laughs> Uh, that's like, that's sure? it was a magnet. That's, that's, oh, magnet! It was a magnet. I thought it was a bumper sticker. I thought it was no. That was that was a bumper sticker. Oh, okay. The, okay. The magnet was what I got chased out of multiple uh, temple gift shops from. Right. Wanting yes. one that's had my name on it. Mm-hmm. But there is canonically there is absolutely a bumper sticker on Rangrim's butt cheek that says WWT7D. That's right. What was the, right. se- what was the seven? So, carried so on here's since a, Westreach. Here's a question. Uh, so Cosmo carried back their their bodies, which would have also contained all their magic items, all their armor. Where did that armor and items met, uh, end up? That's a really good question. The so I know I know that the double bladed scimitar probably. I'd imagine maybe it did go to Regalia. I don't know. 
That was I think that's a question my for only request too. of you. That was literally my one request. I feel like, if Cosmo yeah. screwed the pooch on that one. <laughs> um, no, I, I was I like, don't I remember who like... to give this to. I'll just put it in the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, whatever was owed back to Melvin and the Dawnforge armory did go back. Mm-hmm. I you didn't have to worry about a lot of Glenn's stuff. Most of his stuff was stolen, so just right. like the rightful owners would you probably had to find come a, for it eventually. You had, a, you had to find a fence because it was like red in your inventory. You couldn't sell it to a normal shopkeeper. You had oh. to find a fence. Like no, fence, fence is way too weak. You need a fucking wall to get yeah. that shit <laughs> uh-huh. sold. I imagine uh, Eustace would have been pissed as soon as you brought his body back and you just saw like all the feathers on the arm and be like, did he steal this? What the fuck is this? Um, And then I think... That's not fair, John. I, I think the DM, you Rangrim's, can't redeem drugs, sir. I think that Rangrim's hammer would have gone into the Dwarven Forge or Dwarven, like where they kept all of those oh, wonderful items. Tight. Yeah, that's that's a great place for it. Um, he's not the DM anymore. That's right. Now <laughs> I'm wearing the party killer shirt. It's true. Party Slayer. There you go. Perfect time. So it's on the other pocket. It's on this one. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> I'm like r- raising the wrong side of my shirt. What up? Sorry. Let's redeem more grogs. <laughs> oh, man. But I, th- I think Cosmo probably kept one of those shields for himself. He, uh, he definitely would have kept a couple of relics always carried his, uh, his original shield. As well as the uh, barricade shield. Mm, there you go. There you go. That barricade shield was so sick, especially earlier on when like the the ability to like make it make a uh, like a barrier is so mm-hmm. cool. That one uh, sci uh... famously put it inside something's cloaca and yep. expanded it. Yeah, I... that that won us the uh, mm-hmm. uh, the fucking combat. Was that in the Rockdale? Uh, yeah, the arena. Yeah. It did. Yeah. yeah, I dude, I I got a. Huge fucking shout out um, multiple times over to Griffin Saddlebag. Their fucking items are incredible. Like, which by the way, oh yeah, the person who makes yeah, them, their name is Griff, and uh, they they gave us an incredible, like super super cool quote for the Dungeon Pop campaign. That. that was wild. Um, oh, really? So like that just like blew me away. Yeah. So uh, Crosshead Studios, the artist who uh, worked with me on Dungeon Pop, uh, they like are they know Griff, uh, and oh, so I was just like. He was like, hey, we can get a quote from him. I was like, uh, cool, yeah. Do that, uh, yeah, that's awesome. I, haven't, I haven't been just nerding out about all their items for the past three years and giving them to, literally exclusively. I've literally only done Griffin Saddlebags mm-hmm. other than a few times because like the items are so imaginative and like so much They're so more good. unique than like any of the ones you find we like used, the SRD or something. So much of mm-hmm. their so big shout out Griff, because without Griff. I could not have destroyed that uh, creature's cloaca. Both of your items that got combined were from Griffith Saddlebag, yeah, which the, is just no, the meteoric cool. javelin and the Warhammer eruptions were both air render, air render, which became like Glenn's like signature and item, the wand, and the wand, which yep. became the render mm-hmm. of the Dragon Queen. Yep. So, yo, big shout out, Griff. That's awesome. I'm sure Cosmo had a few items that he didn't use that were grips. <laughs> you had a you this had a is shield. Very true. You had a shield. You I did have the shield was... of Justicar. I did use that a couple of times. Yep. 
Um, Nothing was would drive me crazier than you not using an item. Like personally, would be like, fuck. Amulet. I know. I, 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 I know this is going. You had to a lucky amulet. This which guy, is the bane of every DM in the world, and you this, never this, this used guy. it. This oh. guy would have used. Man. No, no, damn it. This guy, this guy, Glenn would have used that that amulet every session. Every every, every single oh, session. And I can already session. roll like three times on an attack. Oh, and isn't it like three charges a day, or is it just no? It's one. Just it's one. one. One a day. Yeah, it's oh, one a day. Glenn would have used it, it and been like, "You guys want to take a nap?" And then like, uh, we would have moved. So I get a four-hour long rest in, so I can do this <laughs> again. Yeah. Um, Good guy, Cosmo. I, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know what it was. Sometimes it was just I just forgot about him. And <laughs> sometimes now you get you get lost in the sauce. You you really just you want to smash it, Cosmo. I just did. I really was like mm -hmm. through every time. There were so many times we would go to Jargots, and I was just like. I'm good. I feel fine. Yeah. Like, <laughs> to be fair, though, paladins are way OP, so Dude, it makes yeah, they can kind of do everything. Like the, it's it's wild how much stuff you could do. It, like it took crazy magic items for the boys to catch up to you. It, it, and I wasn't this even is, using. This half is of very it. true. Like I was telling, I think I told this to John at least a couple of times. Where I know using my spell list, I there. I don't know when I got it, but I probably used it. I could count on one hand the amount of times I cast haste that I had haste. Oh, yeah. I think yeah, maybe twice. Time. I had it maybe from, twice. Like, level seven, and I never Vengeance used it. Vengeance Paladins hasting themselves um, is like one of the most away. OP things in the game. And you Hunter's did it Mark, maybe two times. Hunter's Mark, I never used it. That's just extra D6 damage <laughs> constantly. Take zero work besides saying zero Hunter's work, Mark. Just doing it. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Never did it. Can't be um, retconned with a good sentence. Like I did it before I hit him. I legitimately think that he didn't do that <laughs> because of our shared friend Sean. <laughs> I'm pretty there sure was, there he, was he did not do that because of yep. because of a previous D and D campaign character that really was annoying with Hunter's Mark. Did he just farm really Hunter's Mark? It, it yeah. was, and like the other side of it was, I just never felt like I could RP my way through some of these spells. Like, and maybe oh, I could have. Maybe maybe I could have. Right, Hunter's that's a, Mark. That's a good. That's a good. Take. That's interesting. Hunter's Mark. I could have probably been like, "Oh yeah, I really focus in on that target." What? I stare at him really hard. There's only one. There's only. <laughs> no, there's I, only I, ever one target. <laughs> I like that take that you're thinking about the RP of you casting the spell. Where, um, if I did that with Rangrim spellless, I would have crippling anxiety and never cast a spell, ever. And that's, yeah, you have a lot of options. But I think at level twenty, Rangram has sixty-four prepared spells. That's wild. <laughs> that's so overwhelming. That's ridiculous. So overwhelming. No, thank you. That's so much. No, I, I mean, that's a full caster for you. Oh, I mean, sorry, I couldn't imagine playing a wizard. Forty, uh, pre forty prepared spells. It's uh, a lot. So, so yeah, there were so many more. There, plus, and then you add on the magical items, and I'm just like. I don't know what to do with this. Cosmo <laughs> I'm just gonna want, go hit something in the head. I'm just Cosmo gonna go just hit want a bomb. Head. That's it. And then you gave me Cosmo Chet. Chet was probably the one magical item I used the most. I did. I, I did. That use is true. Action surge. Action mm -hmm. surge. He's good for it. You did. I didn't He's good use for hitting. Second wind. Hardly to ever. To be though. fair, <laughs> I didn't give you, you Chet. 
you got Chet. I did. That's yeah. true. This is true. You, 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 were you guys, Glenn, was it Glenn that got Chet or did Cosmo it was get a little Chet? Bit of Cosmo like, I think Cosmo like nat 20. I, I nat 20 something. Yeah. That's, yeah, I was going to say there was, there was nil chance I was going to give you that. I literally put it there just to annoy you guys. Yeah. And sure. it and it just and then eventually you guys got it and I was just like, well shit, legendary sure. items are in the campaign now and that kind of unlocked uh, Rangrim and, and Glenn getting their magic items. Sure. Um, because I, I wanted you guys to have at least one legendary item each, especially once Chet was in the game and you guys had mm -hmm. that stupid ass powerful item. Sure. Um, so yeah. I was like, okay. And I and I suppose like his innate ability to like plus three to hit, plus three damage. Um, the action surge, which was like one extra attack. Bobby, you are such a kind player as a oh, vengeance yeah. paladin that could have hasted themselves. Oh and yeah, used action surge and abused the shit out of it. I would have, I would have farmed so hard on that. Oh my <laughs> good lord! So you know, I mean, it, as as much damage as you shelled out, which was always Insane. a lot, always yeah. a lot. Yeah, absolutely. You could have just really just posed most of John's encounters. Well, he forget he forgot to use his smites most of the time constantly but constantly. i mean cosmo, cosmo was in there for the rp he wasn't hitting anything because he wanted it to die he was hitting it because he wanted it to die yeah absolutely yeah, man adds Just, more to it you know and and i rp'd my battle with uh with the, the final with gold break the sundered it was just hit or be and hit and be yeah. hit like there It'll wasn't it was yeah. two heavyweights like just thrown in the middle just of the ring yeah, for sure like just yeah having yeah i mean there there was no way out of that final battle no. like usually i usually i write um like a multi exit yes. encounters where right. like there are other ways out or ways to like weaken them or whatever um but yeah i mean there was there was no way out of that final encounter you guys yeah. were you guys were going to take him we had to, to go dust. through them yeah speaking was, of speaking of gold break been... speaking of okay. gold break Next question is: I'd love to see gold breaks, gold breaks stats for their different yeah. forms. If you have them, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm planning on putting together a drop box that is going to have uh, not only like so the stat blocks that I use for different uh, different NP like or different like bad guys that weren't like online, and then the ones that I can uh, like actually you know that I created in D and D Beyond everything like that. Um, I will link them as well. Um, but for example, like Chakar was like built off of this uh, this crazy Dracolisk um, that was like half Basilisk, half like black oh, dragon. Fuck. And so it's and you there's just like a lot mush of mush the stat blocks together. It's kind of mush them. Yeah, you kind of mush them. So I actually have to create a character because I basically mm. just ran I ran off one and then just like use the abilities of the other. So I have to like kind of combine mm. some stuff together. Mm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I, I do want to do that. Um, I also, like I said, I want to provide all of the tokens that you guys can use. Cause I created so many tokens and I want you guys to have all of them. Also all the maps. So like mm. all the maps I created for astral, all that stuff. Like I have the, the, the actual like flat maps, obviously not in astral rip. Um, but you guys can rip. have access to rip all that sure. stuff. Um, yeah. and, uh, yeah, you can use me your campaigns. You uh, could probably like, get those I, on foundry too. Like we oh, could totally. like upload them to Foundry. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, they're all just like PNGs. John, can uh, we so just confirm what was Gold Breaks plus to hit? It was eighteen plus eighteen in his final form. He was okay. it was a plus seventeen the form before that. Um, he was built off of a. Uh, he was I feel like that's a... uh that's very much 
just you were very mad about not hitting Cosmo in Rangrim for a while. Oh, yeah, and Glenn suffered horribly for Probably. that. Probably, yeah, a oh, little yeah. bit. Wasn't Glenn? Wasn't your armor class eighteen? Uh, not it eventually got up to twenty. Yes, but. Okay. But, but when yeah, I you when had I, to roll a two, one or a two, and Glenn wouldn't get hit. That's why, like, yeah. almost all of my spells in the final encounter went to Booming Blade, which is a cantrip, so it doesn't yep. actually go towards anything. Cantrip and, and shield, not get shield. hit. Yeah, of some capacity, like it was, it was wild. Yeah. Uh, so the mm-hmm. the final form of Goldbreak was built off of the um, uh, off of the Gold Great Worm, which is a CR twenty eight mm. monster that combined oh. with combined yeah. with the the orbs um i guarantee you that encounter was a was a sierra 30. like it was yeah, it was probably. absolutely incredible and, but because you guys were like super super op that's what i had to throw at you at level 20. like and, and that's what it took that's also that's- the first battle that i think we ever fought tactically like i i i did. like literally played the well i mean kind of knowing that cosmo was like i'm going to stand in front of this dragon and punch it in the head mm-hmm. like yeah I took respectfully. A that's a hundred percent what I thought you were gonna do. Like that's mm-hmm. that's what I had mm-hmm. plans. That's why like I had all those potions ready. Like, uh, my I knew my job was to get rid of the ads, and that was it. Like, just don't let Cosmo oh, get did. hit by one of these laser beams. I and think then that Rangram tanked. But I really like that encounter. It was available. He just yep did one hundred percent of the level twenty versions of what we should have done. Yeah, yeah he did amazing. Like, we came back meta. Bobby, Bobby. <laughs> Cosmo smashed, Rangram tanked, and BK DPS from the back. And oh kept yeah, hiding. absolutely. Yeah. Which, which I know, I think John said this, but I don't know if he said it at least live or whatever. That if he hadn't have nuked the green orb, the combat oh. could have gone so oh, yeah, different. Because so, it was like the time one, right? Yeah. Yes. So the time one, the time one was casting slow, which if anyone knows that spell is. Yep disgusting it like takes you a minus two to dex it like does a bunch of crazy stuff and like you've disadvantaged a ton of different things one action and it's yeah absolutely it would have yeah one action half your movement speed you have disadvantage like on attack rolls i think it would have cast slow every single round had you not killed it after the one time it 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 went there and then it failed so it didn't ever get a chance to do a second round because glenn fucking wrecked it but that was absolutely the one to kill because i think that honestly would have done more damage than the two others that were like just like DPS. Which well, right. would have just teed up a well, giant it's... dragon to do whatever the hell it wanted. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much, man. Yeah, would have just had its way with the room. It, it makes a lot of sense. So yeah. Uh, what was the drink dedicated to Glenn's memory made of? Ooh, I, that I, that's I, nice. EK I, has to answer that. I, I feel I like know. I have an answer, but go. Oh, there you go. Oh, I want to hear Bobby's answer, definitely. Uh, truth be told, I legitimately truth think be told. I think <laughs> it was the flaming lips. I could see that. I could see that being like Lynn's drink. It's it's got a lot of a lot of pizzazz to it. It was the first one. It was the first one. Comes in episode one. John, I listened to part of episode one today. He pulls that name out of his ass oh no straight out straight <laughs> he just out was like i don't know flaming lips like he just says it. it there was nothing there was no coordination he just says it and i was like oh i guess so and then he you're, and then you're and then and then uh, you describe glenn, it you made a drink out of it glenn was like oh yeah it's because it's on fire because you know it's how he hangs out because he's got fire <laughs> yeah. he's, he's like a little tough it's his tough edge, but he's like holding yeah. like a little glass. <laughs> a little martini glass. <laughs> yeah. 
Wow. Yeah. I like that That's answer. So good. That's perfect. I just yep. feel like any other drink. That's after, the one. That's the That's one. it. That works. That's, That's the, the one. Too good. Yeah. I love um, it. But I don't know. Uh, no. You can obviously have a say in it. But... That's perfect. Um, I literally have written in here, by the way, in my final episode, before I knew that um, Rangrim and Glenn were not going to come back, I had written a like a reunion scene where you guys all walk through into the tavern, um, mm. into the Matic. And um, when when you guys walk through, it was going to be Tom saying flaming lips all around. So like that is a very good, I think that's the perfect. That's perfect. Uh, that's the perfect. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, yeah, I know we're talking about doing a, uh, a watch party or doing everybody following along, but it was one of those things just kind of putting me in the spirit of, today of just listening to some of the first one. Oh, we're yeah, all and cool. I, I know the community too is going through this but like I it yeah. has been I've never finished I know like we, I, I and we have never finished something like this like a long form storytelling venture like this and it has been odd <laughs> it has been to say the mm-hmm. least yeah it has been like there's been like this weird emotional kind of like fallout that's happened over the couple the last couple days that i that i think we're all dealing with um so i think that yeah like i definitely listened to when when everyone was which i love that everyone's talking about like re-listening to episodes i love the idea of a wiki all those things so those are incredible um it's it warmed my my fucking uh as as dan would say warmed our our grinch hearts and uh it's just super super incredible and like but I, i also went back and listened to a little bit of episode one um, and it's just like, it's just wild to, to see where we came from. Yeah. These like, just like dick jokes and ridiculous things. And then all of a sudden we're like, that stop? Know, crying at the, at the end Never of this thing. So it's just it's crying over that. how good our dick jokes were. Yeah. We're just that good at D&D that we made ourselves cry. <laughs> we, that's, that's really what it is. My, my webcam on episode one was an old iPhone that I downloaded a <gasps> webcam. Right. And I had that's to right. tap it every six minutes. That's so right. Wouldn't pop up. That's insane that you had I, to do that. Yeah. I forgot about that. I did not have a webcam for like the first, and we, probably like we the first all... like seven episodes. We just randomly lose insane. you. I forgot about that. Like I would just, my face would disappear and I'd be like, my bad. I had to like tap through a bunch of ads and then my face would pop back up. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> incredible yeah absolutely also bravo for the commitment just to like figure it out make it happen so and we i don't even think that i had i think we were all on our headphone mics oh Oh, yeah yeah. it was terrible i I I don't have any mic for sure i sound like like absolute ass talking through a fucking soda can (laughs) i may have had my little snowball mic you did have your snowball mic i didn't you did. I you was on you... an Xbox headset that was plugged into that phone. They were streaming my video. Yep. That was Amazing. a lot of bad. Um, that it works though. Hey, you never. Yeah, yeah you, up until MacGyver this podcast, you had no reason that. to do it. Yeah. No, I definitely am using my headset. Amazing. Yeah, that's wild. We're all pretty much using our headsets. I mean, the the next step down, that's we could wild. have all just been using like fucking rock band Got mics or something like that. Pretty much. Yeah, just yeah. talking into the output. Um, all right. Let's see. This one's probably a loaded one, but we'll we'll do our best. What were some of your favorite sessions or moments you knew would shape the campaign or your characters moving forward? Uh anybody have one? 
Uh, I got a quick one. Well, sort of quick, because we talked about it previously. But, like, with Lynn, uh, a lot of, like, the foundational changes that happened to him, like, were purely results of, like, Rangrooming Cosmos' actions. Mm. Um, So seeing Rangrim, like, completely willing to throw everything away for Regalia definitely... Uh, grinched his heart. Definitely uh, helped him uh, recognize like betrayal is temporary or situational, whatever it might be. And so that was like a big piece for like forgiving or whatever happened with Chandrell, like whatever copacetic, because I don't think either of them truly apologize because they're both too stubborn to actually admit fault. I feel like uh, the way that conversation played out, even though there was like genuine I'm sorry's, they both would mm-hmm. be like, but also like, yeah. Chandra will be like, stop complaining. Glenn would be like, it's kind of fucked up what you did. Uh, so seeing mm-hmm. like that level of forgiveness was mm. kind of shifting. Like I, I literally went out of my way to be like, Lynn recognizes like how important Regalia is to Rangrim and like that is uh, a thing to mirror. So he started to like look for those types of connections and most obviously it landed with like the two dwarven homies. Mm. It's a little bit softer after that. Yeah, a little bit. Fair. A little bit. Uh, um, there's a couple that come to mind for Cosmo. Uh, obviously one of the first one, one of the earliest ones being a uh, cigarette. Squished. Um, that was our first just straight murder. Yeah. Well. I know it feels like straight murder for you guys, but I, in the in in the Cosmo internal monologue of RP, like he it just was not intended and it was accidental, you know. Yeah, um, that's true. Yeah, if you go back and listen, uh, Cosmo thought that Sigrid was uh, choosing death and didn't realize yeah. that she was unconscious, so yeah. it was an accident, which had a lot of fallout in his character as, yeah. as like in the later episodes. It, I it, do remember um, that. It was a really bad insight, insight roll or something like that, right? Like, I remember the way yeah. you were describing mm-hmm. it was like, they're unresponsive, but they're not like laying down or something like that. It's like, right. ooh. Yeah. yeah episode, episode 13, for anyone that hasn't listened to that episode, that's the, mm-hmm. the episode where uh, Cosmo fights Cigarette. And uh, it's 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 a really it's a really good one. It's really, uh, there's a lot of stuff that, like that, I think that changes Cosmo's character. It's a really pivotal pivotal moment. Yeah. Um. Also, let's see. What would be like another pivotal moment? Like, I know Westreach was really pivotal. Between, like, Westreach and the Dusk Forge, really were mm. like, what the... F- what What is going on? Because, obviously, he goes in... I don't, I, we went to the Dusk Forge first, and then we go to Westreach, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, we go to the Dusk Forge, and, like, his, he internally has the power to reactivate the Dusk Forge and doesn't know why and up until that moment he thought that his power was in his weapons he thought that he had magical weapons that his father had passed down to him and now he's realizing that the power is actually in him and it like was like turned his whole world upside down because then he goes to Westreach passes out walking into the temple of the seven and like realizes like something is in me and then he goes for a walk by himself and brands himself with the mark of Morden. 
Yeah. Yeah, that was so. that was super, super cool. And by the way, those memories that you were having, just to call things back, those memories you were having whenever you walk in the temples, those were Morden's last moments before he was shattered. I, I think I, I kind of gathered that. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, those were Morden's last moments, like in the battle, uh, basically in the battle, the big battle that the Seven also fought against AO, that whole thing, like, that was the final battle with, with, with where Morden was, like, shattered mm. and, like, you know that basically from that point like that was his last moment so that's what you were seeing um and then my favorite scene from that was when cosmo was at the dust forge and was like so confused and like distraught and walked away and then like he was illuminating the ground like yeah like that was water, cool. like illuminating the the um like oh, the, yeah, the, the runes on the ground yeah. i thought that was that like that was like one of my favorite scenes from that um, that I, I can still like very clearly picture in my head uh the red king like dying to the red king that was a really big pivotal moment like actually following through all the way to the death to death to protect the key um he got to meet the archivist yeah yeah he did a lot of uh very there was a lot of episodes where dan and i would just be sitting on the side and be like what's gonna happen next like, he was <laughs> just a, like, a, lo yeah. a lot of times where i was Heal, not whatever. speaking because yeah. i'm just like waiting on what's happening yeah, <laughs> if it was um, if it was like played out in any way, it'd be like you doing this intense shit with the Red King, and it's just like Rangrim and I on the side, just like trying to kill the ads, not to interrupt like, the conversation, but, shut but the also fuck up, like, like eating like popcorn, just yeah, watching. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> I suppose there's obvious there are a good handful of moments when it's like there's just like intense RP happening between Cosmo and somebody else, you know, like the getting there was... the getting to keep the key from yeah from Luther, yeah. right? Yeah. Like. Cause yeah, I don't remember intense. what role I did or how I was able to convince him to let me keep the key, but I did, right? Yeah, it was a really, really high, uh, you know, persuasion. And John role. did not want you to have that. No, nope. he, sure he did not, not want us to have that. I did not. I did not. That was one of those times that I, I definitely didn't. I was like, I was like, okay. I, I mean, here's the thing. I will. You roll high enough. I will always do it. I'll make the story work uh, no matter what because I'm not gonna like cheat you guys. I don't want to pull that like cheap DM stuff where it's like. Yeah, you rolled a 37, but I'm not going to give it to you. Like that just <laughs> Railroad. It, yeah, yeah. it feels bad. <laughs> yeah. Um sure. But honestly, like one of the things I'm like I'm proudest about about our campaign is that um like Cosmo had a lot of one-on-one -on -one, like mm -hmm. RP episodes, things like that, RP moments. But like so did Rangrim, so did Glenn. Like mm -hmm. there was an episode literally mm -hmm. called Glenn Side Story where Glenn just like gets to do his backstory and like I think that took like half the episode. Yeah, that was, now, the most that was another of the one where I was just not speaking just <laughs> trying to figure out what is going on listening because like finally we know what's happening with glenn yes 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 i think you even uh, did that in character i think you literally turned the chair around you're like I did. wait yeah. like, <laughs> like cool school teacher right in yeah. front of you with the backwards chair just I, listening trying to reach these keys i yeah. think some then, of my favorite rangrim moments are just all of the times when he just abruptly self-mutilates <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> multiple times. Multiple times. At least two. Well, then like, eventually you plucked eye, out your fake eye and then two you put pretty the, you put the eye patch back parts on. of your body. Yeah. Your, oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Like most of your arm oh. and one whole eye is not a small amount of mutilation. So I'm doing two small edits when it comes to the naming of the episodes going back. Um, oh, yeah. One of which is that. I'm going to go back and change the episode title from Dusk and Dawn to uh, the, uh, is, it, is it Blood and Fire? 
Is that the blood and the fire? Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm yes. changing the episode name to blood and fire. So I'm going to re-record just the intro area to like, make sure that that is the title because that Hell is yeah. the title. It should have been. That was, that, that is was so of, tight. One of my moments, the fact that you tagged that back so well, like when Rangrim cut his eye out, it's probably the only time I referenced it. Like one of Rangrim's like family. Yeah. Creeds is, I think that is was, the only time you said it was blood and fire. It was, yep. you know, blood self-sacrifice and fire being the forge and when he cut his eye out and then like 30 40 episodes later <laughs> when rangrim cuts his hand off and we're in a dwarven god forge and he cuts his arm off and fighting a blood golem mm-hmm. it's just like yeah i remember messaging you like wow i almost <laughs> forgot that my character's backstory cared about that I, it was just something that came together. Um, yeah. But it's uh, I was I was really happy that it uh, it did. Yeah. I don't any know. other ones, Dan? Yeah. Any to... others for you? Oh yeah. Um, the duck. Segue into me speaking that. Um, uh, several the duck boat specifically um, having all those ducks get eaten by their own duck boat was one of my favorite moments. In the entirety of the game also the entire ship encounter on that ship mimic yeah most of a horse oh, yeah. all of the nonsense that ensued with that that was a very mm-hmm. fun like dungeon was that, that was my favorite that was wild that was my favorite like dungeon like side story by far because i think it was three sessions to do the whole thing and it was so fun yeah but was... then um after uh the the blood golem thing with Rangrim's hand and then finally going to the Underdark and like settling that part of Rangrim's backstory. Like at that point, Rangrim was just down. Rangrim was ready to die for Glenn <laughs> in Cosmo just on GP, just general principle. Because all I, I mean already the fact that he tried to kill him multiple times because of yeah. that. <laughs> And they uh, followed him into some underworld spaceship, fought some brain god. Yeah. We had, arcs. Man, we had some arcs. We had some arcs to our campaign. I, I remember rolling a couple times to decide whether or not I would like go back at Rangrim, like in mind <laughs> control mode. And oh, yeah. I think every single time Cosmo like interjected in some way and I was like, fine, disadvantage. Like literally like most of the campaign I was playing Glenn looks to Cosmo as the moral compass. Like, <laughs> do we kill any- him? Do yeah. we have to off our friend right now? And anytime yeah. Cosmo doesn't see it, it doesn't register on the moral compass. So like that's why we could like Rangrim and Glenn could do some stupid shit. Rangrim was the- like, after that, that's why Rangrim was just like Throw caution to the wind. I'm on. I'm on Cosmo and Glenn's team. Like, if we're gonna die, we're gonna die. I mean, let's party. go. Yeah. Let's go. I, I, I like Rangrim was the perfect, like one to turn against a team because you have incredible amount of health. You are a full caster. You are a super dangerous. Like, and so like obviously Cosmo is like a, a punchy boy, but like. Rangram is like well rounded and is oh, yeah. super dangerous yeah. if turned on the other team. And then they have no healing. Is very bad <laughs> nope. to turn on I've the team, especially the when he's yeah. the heels. Yep. Also, yeah. we were like level five, so like the rogue do- doesn't turn on. No, you were high. That was that was in that was in the uh, the Eben 20s. Um, You guys were higher. That was Eben Depths. We were probably no, closer to. 
I thought you. Oh yeah, you're right. It was at the very start of Ebb and Depths. Was the first yeah. time I thought it got flight yeah, control before which, that. That did he? That, if any, if anyone's newer, newer-ish to this or hasn't like listened to the older episodes, if you go back to, I'm just gonna plug this real quick because the Ebb and Depths arc is like kind of a Shit self-contained arc, and it's yeah. so fun. Um, I would go. Ending. Yeah, it, no, it's super. It's great. It, it's a self-contained story about these three brothers. Um, I think it starts with Iron Will, so episode 21, and it runs through uh, it runs through 27. Uh, so it's yeah. like a six episode arc, and it is fucking There's sick. There's a couple good encounters where yeah. the three of us just steamroll all of John's combat encounters mm-hmm. very easily. Yep, um, that's where time. Gerd also comes from. Mm-hmm. Gerd and this is where Gerd comes from. The yep. Depths. That's yep. also where an elf. elf. Yeah. Elf. Yep. There's some good, some like fan favorites in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think again, was, you know what? Even just while it's still on my my bit for a second, even just shout that out. That was one of my favorite arcs of the yeah. whole game. Even though you uh, mind controlled me and puppeteered me to try to kill my friends. <laughs> I think sure. that was one of my favorite arcs too. Like I, I, I can't really think of my favorite moments in the Glen window. Because you're in, in them the you Glendo. In, yeah, in the Glendo. Because you don't really like, you're not, you're a part of it, so you don't see it as much until you like do the recap. Like, on it, legitimately, there's parts that I've like completely forgotten until I did the recap. And I'm like, oh, I fucking <laughs> said that's terrible. Like, I had to go back and listen for why I got inspiration a couple episodes ago. And because everyone's like, damn, that was really good. I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, I just, <laughs> I blacked out and I couldn't see anything. In the RP. But, my like a lot of my favorite sessions are purely like watching the Cosmo arcs. Like Cosmos, like when you branded yourself, I was like, "Fuck, that's wild!" <laughs> and then Ranger awesome. cuts his eye out or takes his arm off. You're like, "Someone's got to do it for us." And I was like, "Well, okay, that sounds cool." <laughs> like, but also you've got to do it for yourself. Like those were way more fun to me. Like my favorite arcs are the ones that like aren't Glenn centric because you got to like watch. I got to watch Bobby and Dan and John tell the story. So I'm like right there with. Everybody in stream was like, oh yeah, this is it. Keep going. <laughs> uh I don't I, I don't know. Like I did like getting into the open sea. Spike ball was a lot of fun. Spike yeah, ball. Yeah, that was cool. Um, the kosher. We had a we had an anime beach episode and Glenn and Rangroom. You gotta have an anime beach episode. You yeah. gotta have it. It was a For bit sure. more of a top gun uh, oh, beach episode. I st- I still have the Beach Rangrim saved on my Hero Forge account. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know if I ever made a beach clean, but I gotta go do that. I, you know what I'm gonna do? I I'm might gonna cap- spend the $9.99 no. for the STL file and uh, the community, dude, like, we'll, just, we'll, just for fun. It's dope. We'll cash out, we'll cash out the um, the $50 that's on the podcast uh, thing, and we'll send that to you to, to get your Let's Hero go. Forge get your Hero Forge <laughs> Oh, man. I support uh, that. All right, let's move on a little bit. Uh, what is written on their tombstones? Just really going into the deep dark from oh, know, the, right? the high we were just on. I know. Uh, right? On Glenn's is FBGM, uh, but in Elvish. So unless you can read Elvish, you can't. Okay. You don't know what it says. But uh, I think Glenn's would not have his name on it a big a big piece of like glenn's so good persona is to uh not necessarily be 
remembered as a hero for like his name. So I, I think it would be more of an homage to like his friends that encouraged him to do some shit that wasn't self-centered. So um, does that stand for favor broads get monetary compensation? That's exactly what it stands for. Yep. <laughs> it's on yours, Rangrim. Um, honestly, uh, Rangrim's because it probably I feel like it would have been done by Regalia. Probably just says blood and fire. That's what I That's thought. Tight. Love That's it. Tight. Love it. That's what I would have thought. Oh man, get me all misty up in here. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I mean, they're like they're really not like they're we're dead. Yeah, but like also. Can you imagine the shit that Glenn and Rangrim would get into as gods? Like, it is. Oh, mm-hmm. no, for sure. It's it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, your corporeal forms are gone, and, like, the people don't get to, like, chill with you anymore. But, like, yeah, you guys are getting up to fucking celestial mayhem now. Yeah. Like, I, if there's, like, ever, like, a HOA of gods, I, I imagine we get write-ups all the time. Like, I imagine all, there's just, like, an inbox that we both share for, like, our joint... Like <laughs> issues that we've we've created for the other gods, guys. You you can't just let people do that. That pray your temple, and we're like, why the fuck not? You can't so, encourage uh, your patrons to steal from other temples. That's you guys definitely cool. threw. Oh, a, a did they wild... steal from your temple? Is that why you're mad? This sounds <laughs> yeah. a little biased. You guys definitely like before Morden was uh, was resurrected. You guys definitely threw like a big rager in Morden's like. Mm-hmm. section of the celestial plane that was just like abandoned for 50 years yeah <laughs> just so wherever wherever the heroes wherever valhalla is whatever version of that exists if that's moored into wherever that is we've definitely like tagged it a couple times like we technically had seven days before any of this would have naturally taken effect so there's a lot of shenanigans in, in play for those seven days before the other gods came back online well i mean you 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 guys kind of like fast forwarded that by uh, by going with them because like you guys literally walked through the the veil to the seven gods immediately because the mm. the guide was one of the ones that brought you through, um, which spoilers was one of my old characters um, who became the god of death. But um, can, so you guys walked can, through. Can Dan and I roll to see if we convinced Ao to give us seven days so we could just have like a rager before the old gods got back and ruined everything? Well, I would say it probably took a while. It probably honestly Perfect. took a couple of years to get the gods back fully reassembled because yeah, the, they were Morden's they were lost. temple is wrecked for sure, dude. Dude, they had to like you guys had like honestly it was probably partially in uh, well I mean a lot of them were on the celeste like on the uh, the prime material plane because. Uh, like Goldbrick had collected a bunch of them. So like in the pile of ashes was just like a thousand or so God Chunks fragments God. you guys had, yeah. To, yeah, had to like collect. So there's a lot going on there to like reassemble the Pantheon. They're all regaining their like consciousness and Godhood and mm-hmm. Rangrim and Glenn just kicked the door open. Like what's good? New <laughs> gods. Now we figure out we can make infinite flaming lips and dwarven ale. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Um, all right, let's move on to another f- funny one, I suppose. I've, what happened to the stable boy <laughs> Rangrim threatened? Although I feel which, like there were multiple. Which one? I was just going to say, one. which one? So there was the one in all Westreach, and then there was the one in Goldbreak. Um, yep. One of them was named Haki for Hockey Man. Uh, it was mm-hmm. the original. It was the, it Sorry, was, that, was Man. Hawk, that was Hockey Man's uh, uh, entry into this campaign. Um. I definitely the one in gold, the one in Westreach, 
probably didn't have a good time because they definitely got like questioned by the arbiters, which I always wanted. I wanted you guys to fight the arbiter at some point, and that just never ever happened. Nope, I we weren't. We them... weren't gonna let it happen. We dodged I... that. Yeah, yeah. So, so hard. Spoilers. I couldn't. I couldn't justify it, but I almost brought the arbiter in instead of Yuri to be the one to dock. Sure. And you guys would have fought that, the arbiter. Kind of what I was expecting. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. But I think canonically, way, canonically way as gods, Rangrim and Glyn go jump that one arbiter. <laughs> that specific one. Yeah, she, yeah, she would have been uh, quite a quite something to uh, to to battle against. But um, I think the other one. Uh, I think. I mean, I think they're fine. They were. They were the the Starwood Inn. Um, they're they're doing their doing their thing. The other uh, the other stable boy. So, I think oh. they probably uh, talk a big game now. If like Rangroom was a god and is like now now known as a god, they now have that like little chip on their shoulder. Like, yeah, right. yeah. I want the rest he, of the god. One time, <laughs> this guy threatened. This guy threatened me one time, and you know what? I was like, you're not gonna do nothing, Rangroom. Like, they can just say that. This guy, no, made piss that, my, like, this guy didn't make me piss and, like, my pants. I didn't do that. The window blows open and they're like, oh shit. It jumps a little. Uh, that was definitely one of my favorite sessions too, just because that was, it, it, I had been like for a month and a half, two months trying to frame Zephyr, like just to get them killed by someone that wasn't Glynn. So just to like pull that, Pull that off in a way where the Baron cut ties. I was like, yes, yeah. Yeah, you changed you changed that whole storyline again. Another person I wish you guys had actually fought because Cosmo was supposed to fight him one on one with Zephyr. <laughs> yeah. That was set into the campaign. I was like, I was like, Cosmo and fucking Zephyr, they're gonna go fucking uh, ham on each other while they're stuck inside. We're gonna have a double kind of situation going on. Um, that didn't happen. And uh, dude, Zephyr's wands are pretty wild so he just had, basically is like he doesn't have any magical abilities himself he only has like a fucking slew of wands and that's it's just all he's a like gunslinger. spell shooter yeah. gunslinger he's, he's absolutely he's a, a fighter gunslinger. with wands yeah yep, he's absolutely he's a fight exactly he's a fighter with wands he doesn't have any magical abilities wasn't that one of the uh, maybe you said this while it was stepped away that was one of the times where you guys did stupid shenanigans that i honestly didn't know about and couldn't yep, yep. i couldn't lie <laughs> cosmo did not know about right and so yeah. therefore he didn't have anything to like that's right i forgot you just yeah good shit man no no slip like meta slip of the lips no, either there was, wasn't was anything good. there like i was just like i don't think i knew that like i don't think i <laughs> also just to clarify that was i think immediately after you punched a child <laughs> That's right. John did want me to run, roll deceptions, and I was so like, it's 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 one again. Cosmos hit a kid. That's right. Rangram's hit a kid. Glenn has still hit zero kids. Okay. Yeah. No. There was the a, fact there that was, you. Yeah. Rangram's was legitimately canonically. A child. Canonically, <laughs> we go back a couple hundred years. I guarantee you, there were a couple preteens getting punched by Glenn. <laughs> okay, that's probably a good point. for lunch money. Like maybe. Oh yeah. Banished from. Well, uh, in the campaign you've seen. Oh, well, no. Actually, we know. You punched Regalia. Or not Regalia. Uh, I'm sorry. You punched um, You punched Adna in the memory. Yeah, but kids, kids punching kids isn't a problem. Wait, you we were did both punch young. a kid. You punched Adna in your memory, and a, you you did strike my daughter. A kid punching daughter, a kid sir. is not the same thing. To be your fair, Regalia was 50 years so old, many though. times. <laughs> yeah. Re I mean, Regalia 50, was 50. Well, she was a little older than Cosmo. She was probably oh, like 75. That's still... Okay. 
young Glenn did not hit child Adna unless Glenn was also a child. I they were the same age. So Cosmo's Sir. child was the one that was attached to the blob. It wasn't actually a Cosmo child. Cosmo punch a child. <laughs> no, he said. He says Cosmo I didn't wants to know back out Cosmo of this one punch. as much as he can, but Cosmo yeah, punched so the kid too. Cosmo, Cosmo did not um, punch the child. Next question. It was <laughs> Cosmo punched was... the kid. Next question. The, the way it plays out was Cosmo saw a child, punched it, turned into a monster. No, no. did By not Cosmo know it was a monster. Tried first. to help the child. The, By the child attacked. <laughs> Look what you've done, Sajukor. Look what you've done. As you can tell, this is a very I knew it was a very I did deep was chord. A yeah, <laughs> absolutely, group. absolutely. I will. That is a hill I will die on for sure. <laughs> uh, oh, Shukor remembers that episode. See, mm -hmm. he's the re he is the referee. That was a good one. Was when we uh, guys were like slide into some fucking nasty sewage pipes. Yeah, that was great. Oh, uh, the poop okay. shoots, yes, for yeah, sure. And the poop golem, there's a poop golem in that one. There too, was a poop golem, the okay. Golgothan shit demon. First You're, order of business, what? Who hurt you, John? <laughs> All right, next question. Uh, BK and John must punch children in season two. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I Look, mean, it's not that Glenn wouldn't done. have, it's just he was never presented with a situation to. I've written so many child punching opportunities, so I, it's going to happen. <laughs> It's going to happen. I feel like just the fact that he wrote all of the ones that I know of, and then some of okay. the ones that you guys don't Two. know, when the half of a corpse of a child was thrown. Most of a corpse of a child. <laughs> Most of a corpse. Okay, listen. I didn't ever write any of those. They just happened, and that was the player's fault. <laughs> so That's fair. That's, that's fair. I, I create opportunities, how they come together. I don't know. I'm like, uh, you know, like, child. I mean, no, it's... AO is a self-insert, basically. It's just like, do I know what happens when I write some story? I don't know. You guys do the rest. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, next question. Did Cosmo start selling Darksteel to the Empire? I don't think so. Ooh. I think he probably kept funding the Revivifist. Um, yeah, I don't think so. Uh, I, I mean... I think that makes, I think that makes sense. If I again, think that makes this, sense this is this is very similar to like if Rangrim, if Gerd considered Rangrim a god and Glenn got involved, Glenn got involved, the Empire would definitely be in the pipeline. But if it's just Cosmo driven, it's it's, it's always going to be like funding the thing he believes in, which is yeah, Glenn would one hundred percent be funding impressed. both sides of the conflict. Sure, oh yeah, hundred um, percent. Does uh. Does DOS dogs continue to grow? I oh, think sure. what he's asking there. I'm sure. That's what I, I was trying to... Oh, without a doubt. I think with the legend of the Fearsome Four, knowing that they were fueled by DOS dogs, that's a Absolutely. perfect advert campaign. That, that's what you how think? It... Mm -hmm. You think Glenn wouldn't visit the Baron as a god and be like, bro, I have ideas. <laughs> like, like, there's an island somewhere where an entire faith is just a factory making DOS dogs. That's all it is. It's, it's, <laughs> it's literally factory farming. Like, Glenn has created factory farming on, like, a small island somewhere that just pumps hot dogs to Sakal Shore. 100%. I feel it grows like... in a way that you couldn't imagine. It's actually the official food of Sakal at some point. Or God have mercy, literally. Yeah. It's the only uh, oppression that exists. All religions are free, but if you don't eat fucking DOS dogs. I feel like Rangrim and 
the fearsome four become the mascot for dos dogs where it's it's literally becomes the tagline of save the saviors of sakal were fueled by dos dogs i fucking w you guys are w represented t what would <laughs> you get say? there yeah <laughs> wwts 4d s d what would the savers of sakal do <laughs> dos dogs I, I love that. I love the idea too of you guys being represented in like some like really cheesy ass like cartoon manner, like yes. just like really low res. Dude, Pops terrible is image making, that's stretched. Pops is making Chuck E. Cheese animatronics of the Almost Heroes <laughs> and selling that directly. Are you fucking dogs, kidding me? Dogs. You and think then we, Glenn's be, we not become visiting? like a stage band. <laughs> Dude, that's where the metal in a band. band comes in again that's where the think... metal band comes in <laughs> i'm glenn yaris i am glenn yaris hi bye dog okay. hey, good okay. for your bones <laughs> all, right. all right all right all right i'm gonna i'm gonna let i'm gonna let you guys in on something <laughs> it's full of calcium so the other week <laughs> we don't know who's the other week in oh either God. one of our group chats how'd it get there or in one of our it was somewhere instagram something somebody shared someplace a band and i went and looked it up and it oh the into, the dwarf metal yeah the dwarf metal <laughs> dwarf metal's um, tight. i i i had my friend listen to this when we were playing magic earlier so we found this dwarf metal band and we decided that uh glenn is the electric guitar uh cosmo's the front man and uh Oh, I totally missed that conversation. Hold I on, thought now, at now first watch it. Rangrim was probably playing drums, okay. but I feel like now he's on. I feel like he's on bass now. All right, hold, hold, hold so on. Who's on drums? Is that Regalia? I'm gonna do something. You know who's what? On drums? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, who's on it's drums? Madge, it's Madge on drums. Oh, that makes so yeah, much yeah, sense. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I mean, it would have been Luther probably. Uh, Ooh, or, or yeah, Brin, if he's right. nah, Luther, Luther's playing rhythm guitar. <laughs> Man, what a segue we just now. We're now trying to like, back to back. We're now trying to build like the music scene for Dos Dogs okay. off of would it continue so, to grow? <laughs> so this is this is it. Oh, hold, hold on, there's an ad. Um, oh no, hold, hold on, stupid ass YouTube. <laughs> Alright, I'll play like 20 seconds of it, and then you if get the point. If we play the ad, does you, do you not get hit for copyright infringement? I don't know. That makes sense. We're gonna find out. Oh my god, I know this song. Right. Let's go, Sajikor. <laughs> so, this, it's like a dwarf. And they're on, and they're a, on Napalm. They're on Napalm. They're records, on Napalm, yeah. Which is a I'm good gonna... record, good metal record label. Yeah. So let's see here. Let's jump. They're just like dwarves. <laughs> it's so good. I mean, oh yeah, this type it's of not power new. metal was already meant for like high fantasy, and like it, it always has been. It's but these so guys good. literally right. doing like the cosplay as dwarves. That's it. I love it. So banger. But, um, and then, uh, we yeah. fade to black and that was Cosmo right there in the front. <laughs> uh, okay. Moving on. It's eight forty-one, and we still have a handful more questions. Yes. Um, okay. Who gets, who got Glenn's sword 
or the scimitar went to regalia obviously what mandatory mandatory yep. what happened to baldor and his students of age <laughs> <laughs> um i i think that honestly but baldor's whole thing is that um he wanted to like spread his knowledge of combat and like have people that like looked up to him that was his whole thing like you guys <laughs> dealt with that when you were dealing with baldor so yeah. i think that he opened up a school in uh rockdale and was like training more people now that he had the coin to fight in the tournament. That's basically what he was doing. He's training heroes. Well, kind of heroes. Heroes for money, like mercenaries almost, is what he was training. But um, that's, uh, I guess, heroes of fortune is what he was training. Was he actually really good at fighting? That's what I was going to uh, ask. Like, is he getting these kids killed just frequently? Like, like you know no, what I, mean? I, I look at Baldor like I look at Phil from Hercules. Like, at some point, he was probably really good, but he was far past his prime. And that's that's kind of what you're dealing with. How dare you insult Phil? <laughs> that's so good. Okay, so Jukor said Baldor is now Jack Black in my mind. The school yeah. of Rockdale. <laughs> that's a great. Um, that by is the way, so loved good. loved the uh, Jack Black insert in the last uh, Mandalorian episode. That was very fun. Right. Uh, a common statement of mine that says I've never actually watched any of that. <laughs> fair it's fair um yeah so baldor does get chet back right so he, cosmo would give chet back to baldor uh so sure yeah the school of rockdale is a thing uh that Love is canon. i'm sure that that uh cosmo comes in from time to time i'm sure baldor asks sure. for cosmo to like you know be a guest speaker or whatever guest guest fighter from time to time like you know he has he has that connection he probably asked you to come in way more than you actually do probably yeah where i'm just like nah, i'm too busy running a mine mm -hmm. a commencement speaker sure yeah 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 lynn <laughs> did promise baldor that he would come train the kids and i think i even said it in the last episode that like in the five-year gap that glenn went back and trained the kids because kind of like uh chantrell did yeah one thing yeah. that uh, I tried to do the entire campaign is if Glenn made a promise, at least hold up to it, even if it was like in death, you have to kill this person. Like even if it's like a shitty trade, like try to always honor the trade. So there's mm -hmm. definitely I like, think that tracks. I can't think of a moment where Glenn reneged on a, a deal he sure. actually made. Yeah, yeah. try not to. And uh, definitely would not have been what Balder wanted like afterward like th whatever the end result of like a training session with glenn was was never positive for baldor in any way Love they it. were more skilled but it was never controllable for him uh, all right <clears throat> these are seem like questions primarily for john here so there are there are some for me and then some for you guys oh, okay 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 uh was there a standout moment where the group took the campaign completely off the rails yes um so I'm going to give two examples of this, one of which is I had originally not planned for any seafaring stuff at all. That was completely uh, like that kind of just kind of came about because of going to Westreach and everything there. Mm -hmm. um, and, and like it was kind of like I just went with it because I really wanted to tell a seafaring thing like I, I love Sea of Thieves. I love piratery all that's like that's like that that's just, it's it's fun it's fun like in like a high seas adventure it also lends itself really well for storytelling because you have 
essentially them encapsulated onto in a thing in the middle of water and like you they are you know you can you can tell a story there uh like kind of episodically very easily which is what lent itself for like a lot of cool stories um but yeah i think that was like that entire arc that had to do with the them being on the ocean and had to do with the uh the second chance and with uh captain combs and everyone else like that was all like that was completely off the rails technically from the main campaign um, but what was cool is it lent itself to some really like kind of monumental pillars in our storytelling, which was the Red King. The Red King was never supposed to be part of uh, Jakar mm-hmm. and that whole thing. Like that came about because of that arc, and so uh, it was it was really cool. I, I, I like I wouldn't trade that for anything. Um, so yeah, it just kind of like wormed its way in, and now it's it's part of the canon. But like, and honestly, some of those 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 sessions are my favorite. Like I would have never, I would not remove like the West Ar- West Reach, like to you guys getting back from that for anything. Like Cosmo being gone and kidnapped while Glenn and Rangrim were figuring out what the fuck to do. That was so mm-hmm. cool. Like that was a really, really cool uh, like section of the campaign. Um, and so I, yeah, I really love that. Um, we wouldn't have I, got to see um, Amy without that. Yep. That's, that's true. Right. Yeah. You wouldn't have gotten Amy. Uh, so yeah. Cosmo, can, really... can we, Cosmo boy, can we get an Amy real quick? <clears throat> Let's see. Can I do an Amy? Oh, Cozzy Boy. <laughs> there you oh, go. He's a Cozzy Boy. Oh, I loved it so much. It would break me every time. Cause, like, oh, yeah. Was, I, was great. I was always expecting it, but like it always hit better than yeah. I ever thought it would. That was so good. Uh, let's see. If so, would, you kind of touched on it. Uh, it was yeah, yeah I think that that's... Blah, blah, blah. Was there anything yeah, that, that we sh- never uncovered because of it? Yes. Uh, well, not, well, no, not that you never uncovered. There was, okay, so not because of that, but there was something you didn't uncover, which is actually, um, there was a point. I can't remember exactly what the point was now. We were supposed to encounter somebody else. I remember you telling me, like, we were going to encounter another one of BK's characters or something. Yes, that's exactly what I was was leading up to. Um, there was a point when you guys were supposed to, yes, okay, now I remember. When you all, um... When you guys fought against the Red King, I had originally intended for you guys, and when Cosmo, that episode of Cosmo died, originally the Red King was going to kidnap everyone on the boat, including your boat, and take it and leave you guys marooned. And you guys would have just been floating in the water, and that was the way that episode was supposed to end. Mm. And then you were going to encounter one of BK's old characters named Red, who had come from the town of Drifton. And Red has been uh, as, as out there somewhere on this little island and you guys would have encountered him, and he has connections with, like, essentially a uh, a storm giant that lives underwater. And that's that's what you guys would have... There was, like, this whole thing with, with Red and the storm giant. And what he was going to do was that he was going to raise a ship from the bottom of the ocean that would have been your guys' ship that would have let you guys build. Based, I had, like, this whole mechanic around you guys, like, designing a ship that would have hmm. come up from the bottom of the ocean. Um, that is what Red would do, for sure. He was much and, nicer than Glenn. That's cool as hell. So we yeah, totally so that, missed out on just getting to design our own ship. So that... Be that a flying donkey, been, sir. That's true. Yeah, I was going to say. That's true. Um, one thing also that I really would have loved to have done um, is that I had initially planned for there to be like a, hu- like a huge seat. So because you guys would have gotten the ship, 
you guys would have done a huge siege against the Red King and his fleet to get like uh, Captain Combs and that crew back. And you guys would have had the mimic ship, the big mimic ship, as your ally. And that would have been a really fun Ooh, battle. Genevieve's so, mom. Yeah, Genevieve's yeah. mom. So that Genevieve's mom <laughs> didn't come back into the into the campaign because you guys were never on the ocean again. Um, but that would have been a really fun like really that cool. that whole part of the arc got erased by Cosmo getting killed or kidnapped and uh, the way that, that ended. The arc also dramatically shifted because of a fucking divine intervention rule who yes. dan's batting a thousand four yeah. which is yes. insane mm -hmm. two for two that's insane yeah but i don't all other things in the campaign aside i think that mm -hmm. you traded in all of your initiative roles for those yeah, i I, I agree and for anyone yeah. who doesn't know uh cleric at level 20 uh your divine intervention just always succeeds <laughs> so when john made us level 20 i flat out told him i'm just not gonna do it yeah you were nice about that not gonna do it and now i'm going out i'm never gonna play a cleric again i'm never rolling divine intervention again i'm going out batting 100. i love it retire hang it up still um, can't that was that. that was a real good one too you explained yeah. that scene so well i didn't know what it, it was looked so cool. like and like tentacles came out and like grabbed cosmo and i shot like laser beams out of my eyes and like yeah. smoked a bunch of people on that ship you had like 13% chance or something like that too. Like it was not a small number. Bad. You rolled like a 90 or no, sorry. You rolled like a, like a 12 or an 11 or something like that. Like, yeah. Cause you, you gotta, roll, have you gotta roll super option. low. Mm -hmm. um, so here's kind of on the like story uh, type questions. This is one of the ones I had <clears throat> and, and this one might be a bit of a long answer and you can whatever. <laughs> how much of the story did you have? Like how much, did you have to do a lot of kind of retconning in order to make certain things that you felt like at times, or there were just holes that you never filled, but the story was happening and you were just like, yeah, I'll figure out what that is later. So it was, it, it, so I would say that like around episode 40, like in the forties and fifties is when I actually started figuring out what the structure of the campaign was because I, realized it needed to have an end at some point. Um, and we were, one of the things that happened in our campaign, and this is like, just because of the way it was structured is, I always start, well, I, I probably won't in the future, but the way I started our campaign was I had three branching story arcs and you guys would interact with different parts of it and then they would branch off based on that. Um, and you guys just flew down the Tin Town uh, story arc uh, pretty much like consistently and like never touched on Chakar or the other one, which was the other one was the Revivifus. And so the Revivifus oh, yeah. never ever got touched on, but that was one of the original story arcs. And the way it was originally written, um, Regalia, the, the Regalia character, the assassin, wasn't supposed to be part of that story arc. It was actually supposed to be a Revivifus spy. And that was who you guys oh, would interact with. And that would have actually been the way you guys connected with the Revivifus. Um, so like there's, there's things all around that like would have been slightly different. Obviously I would trade regality being that for anything in the world, because that was a fucking sick tie in and it worked really, really well. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that, um, it took me till like episode 50 ish before I started putting things together. Um, and where I like, I was able to be like, Oh, the tattered Lord is goal break. Like all these things, like and if you go all the way back, like mm -hmm. he was the one creating all the, all the bad guys that would like turn to necrocaine. And like, it's because mm -hmm. he was doing necrotic spells. 
and all this stuff. And um, like he was, you know, down below Goldbreak the entire time and like living in his basically his horde after he had gone crazy, which um, a little little uh, explanation that little expl extra explanation for everyone here or that like, you know, I, I think I've explained to Bobby. I think I've explained to Glenn uh, or to BK, I guess. Um, but just uh, Glenn. yeah, just, just Glenn. Glenn, just Glenn. Um, so the reason that Goldbreak went crazy um, is you can look it up. There's a thing called uh, called Dragon Sight, which is a thing that ancient dragons get access to, which is where they can see basically all permeations of realities that they are in. So all permeations of themselves. It's like a thing that is in D&D 5e. Um, and what that did was when Goldbreak started seeing, he, he had like donated his horde, created like the, the city of Goldbreak had like been a very like, like just a very like, you know, kind of a positive, like a good dragon, honestly, his, for most of his like existence. And then they saw what their futures could be. And I think that, that started to drive them crazy. And the, once they saw the the one future where they were ascendant, they just kind of went nuts. And they turned back and they were like, you know, they 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 kind of went back and they they retook Goldbreak as their, you know, because that was their horde, and they kind of holed up there. And then uh, they started collecting the pieces of the the you know the gods, and that was that was basically it. And that was kind of what led to this point where they they wanted to be ascendant they saw one future where they would be there uh in that place and that was what uh that was what drove them to do all the crazy shit so they just basically went nuts because of seeing what future they could have potentially had and that's, also what all the ones they didn't want that's mm -hmm. dope so you said that's a thing that is dragon just like kind of canonically in like 5e dragon sight mm -hmm. like they see futures and just start going nuts because yep. of it Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, they don't go nuts from it. They just dragon sight is a thing in in D and D, and they start seeing all these. Basically, they see all the alternate realities of themselves. Uh, oh, so so I mean, they could they could lose their lose their mind because I like that a lot actually. I mean, if you started seeing all the futures where you potentially could be in, you know, <laughs> whatever mm -hmm. other better future, like I think that would drive me nuts too. Absolutely. Yeah. I do remember the story kind of bringing it back to like this beginning of the story. I do remember even for me as a player, it, it got really confusing. I remember when the realization happened for both Bobby as a player and Cosmo as a character realized like, oh, I don't remember what the RP was or how we figured it out, but it was the light bulb came on that the Tattered Lord and Rangrim's storyline, the Red Hand, were separate. Oh, yeah. oh right. Yeah. Yes, like very early remembering, realizing that. I was like, oh, that's not the same. There's mm -hmm. two of you, two bad guys out there. Two things in play. Yeah, two I remember. Things, yeah. I remember you bringing that up. You're like, wait, hold on. <laughs> They're separate. Like, it was yeah. so funny. Like. <laughs> that light bulb switch on for yeah, you yeah i'm curious to kind of see when that kind of happens in the storyline of you know going back and listening through the episodes again of just seeing things happening and things being said and kind of having that you know you know how like you watch a tv show and you go back and watch it again and you can see things unfolding like that right. those those light bulbs i'm like i'm gonna be looking <laughs> for as i re-listen to yeah it. but yeah because yeah rangram's like the what i call the tin town arc was like its own 
kind of encapsulated, like it was its own little thing mm -hmm. that was going on um, as you guys dealt with the other stuff. And obviously, uh, Glenn and Cosmos, like, storylines were much more tied into, like, the big end thing. Mm -hmm. um, and so, like, Glenn's was obviously tied into, like, his origins were tied into this thing from way the fuck back. Um, and then, uh, you know, Cosmo, like, was kind of mm -hmm. at the end there. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's move through some of these last ones. Uh, what was either of your favorite moment, quote, item, NPC, encounter, something, learn, takeaway, etc. cetera? Uh, honestly, one of my biggest takeaways is learning how to develop a character. That was something that I got really involved and really invested in. Yeah, um, definitely committing committing to the character like back to what you're talking yeah. about earlier where you like you didn't really like play or use spells because of like your like commitment to the rp of combat where it's like no cosmo wouldn't even think to do that kind of stuff nope. you'd go in like bloodlusty uh yeah same uh, way with like how glenn built out or how i built out all, all of glenn's like stats and like feats that he picked spells mm -hmm. it just makes the character feel way more grounded if you're not like hardcore metagaming of just yeah. like how do I get the most bang for my buck on every roll mm -hmm. if you're really just like what would make sense developmentally like I, I didn't even take the Revenant Blade feat which would have made Chandrell functional until like a level and a half after like Glenn first got that weapon so like mm. as long as you honor uh, the character with like how you build your character sheet it makes the RP so much easier yeah yeah I know that there are a lot of players that Maybe, maybe not. Maybe they aren't. I know that for me, it's always going to be about the depth of the character over just metagaming the skill yeah. or the tactic. It's it's always going to be that. So items, what are those? Um, uh, <laughs> I, I, I agree. And to, to talk about Bobby, what you said, I feel like playing in your character's faults in the bad roles is where the real fun comes from. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Glenn never like, shut the fuck up. And he, uh, and, and and he is not anybody. the charisma character. Nope. Yeah. Absolutely. Sure, like Cosmo not. talk like, in any moment. Glenn's like, I have an idea. It's like, why are you talking? Why? But like, yeah. that's where Roll a for lot persuasion. of the fun <laughs> comes from. It's like, you're, you have this, and like, you, you say it articulately and well as BK. But it just doesn't land. It does, and, and as it's Glenn, so it's fun. like, doesn't stick. You, got a, you have a zero yeah yeah plus zero to charisma roll oh another nine six so it, it sounded good but i think that like you said bobby like playing into that that's where it, like that's where that fun stuff comes in for sure i will tell everyone and i will die on this hill make dex your dump stat your character <laughs> will die unless you're a rogue don't do it but it'll it'll be fun <laughs> yeah unless you're a rogue so I don't know that you went unconscious more than once. I know for a fact it was a, definitely me. Uh, this is true. You and I might have been tied. Glenn went down a lot early when he, he would just would be like Glenn went did. down in a lot of the one v ones. You did but go Cosmo, down against Adna. You, you did straight up die twice, which is very different than going down. Though. <laughs> Wait yeah. up. I did. I never. I never one, got what, path death saving throws. So one that's of fair. them was. One of them, well, I mean, the first one it was, was an a RP true death. death. Yeah. One of them was a true death. I mean, I fought the Red King till I died, and the other one was an RP death with the power word kill. I mean, even the third one was kind of an RP death, but I, I mean, really one I'm he pretty sure was a divine intervention where you brought back to life. Yep. 
Another was a revivify. I think that's yep. still two times you died. That's true. Before, yeah, before being offered godlyhood, <laughs> which you still turned. And out. then you, and then you bowed out of that one. Yeah. Right, room and Glenn only died once. That's yeah. true. So, um, stats, stats still in Glenn's favor. Let's go. <laughs> as far as encounters go, I feel like we all kind of land on most of a horse. That whole. Uh, I mean, that's that a really fun dungeon for sure. That entire uh, dungeon, the that I love the Ebon Depths, but that spooky mimic ship dungeon was yeah very cool, like like I, top tier for me. Dude, my I favorite encounter is the three tiered god at the end that we fought and got to come back at level twenty. That shit was <laughs> that's, so yeah, that's, fun. That's, 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 that's five episodes, level, episodes so of battle. Fun. There's five, five straight levels. episodes of battle. It's crazy. That was so good, though. but like every round felt satisfying too. Yeah. So it wasn't like, I mean, literally, like if you play video games and you fight a three tier boss and you know you have two more tiers coming, like you're like, oh shit. But like every time it felt like, okay, I'm gonna, this is when I drop him. It's like, ah, oh, fuck, he's back. <laughs> but we also yeah, get you, like some you get kind to of that little... checkpoint health and their health just refills. And yeah, it just goes like, like ammo crates in front of you and you're like, shit. Yeah. It's like, here's one health potion. But yeah, I love that final encounter. That shit was so much fun. Very Final Fantasy, just like, let's. Mm -hmm. oh. Like, I'm throwing caution in the wind. Yeah. Also, the only one that we actually had to meta fight. Like, even in the arena, we did a lot of, like, RP fighting. But, we like, did. in that one, we did, in, like, the final fight, we had to try to be tactical. We did. Like, there was I mean, no I was... other fight where we were actually, like... That, that we were more tactical in that fight than we were in any of our other shenanigans. For sure. I mean, yeah. I legitimately Normally, don't Normally, I'd, like, like, chuck a thing in the our player's chat where I'd be, like... You guys good on HP, and like yeah. someone would just say like "fucking send it." Yeah, and then I would just spear gun. Like when like, I'm looking for the, the, I'm looking the... if you guys need the heals, mm -hmm. but they're like, "Nah, dude, spear gun his ass." I'm like, "All right, let's yeah. go." Pew pew. When you spear gunned the paladin in the arena, that was yeah, amazing. One shot her. One shot their healer. Yeah, it was it was amazing. I honestly the arena was oh, my God. favorite. All round all two rounds or whatever, all like that you guys did of the arena mm -hmm. was like absolutely was my fun. favorite. I thought that was super fun. Obviously I love the end. Um, but I think I was so stressed with telling the story during those battles that I couldn't uh really like enjoy them and so i'm actually excited to go listen to them again because i i don't think that i actually got to allow myself to enjoy them because i was so worried about hitting uh points in the story to actually like enjoy it in the, um, I, the I arena i seem to remember you thought we were gonna no, be in the rondale for like mm. four sessions right yeah and, and <laughs> oh. pissed off rangrim and that was it that was, that was like we're 14, gonna see this one through 14 <laughs> sessions or something, something like that you guys in rockdale, were in rockdale dude we, the bar burnt down the tavern. The yeah, <laughs> burnt down the oh, tavern. My, that's where yeah. Tony came from. Oh yes, that's, that's right. Where Tony came from. What happened uh, to Tony, John? Oh, Tony's still on the bottom of the ocean somewhere. Just, is he walking yep. towards Cosmo Probably. forever? Probably. Yeah, I think forever. Yeah, I mean, at some point he will get there. It's literally like it fucking follows. Like that's it's the treasure chest from uh, Discworld. Yeah. Yep. Uh, also, NPCs just want to call us out. So one definitely they selfishly, must. but. Adna Shit. was like a, a very fun NPC. I loved Adna story arc because it was like Adna was distinct it. enough, but also then like the Revenant version of Adna was like, God yeah. damn, <laughs> just die. That was really fun. Um, getting thrown off by the Minotaur. cannon. Yeah, like, he throws her off. He's like gone. That shit was wild. 
Um, but also Bryn was probably my favorite NPC because there was like so mm-hmm. many layers to it, so much like tie-in. It gave like uh, from the, literal like, day a fourth one. of the fearsome four. It like kind of filled out that role of like, okay, we gotta help them however we can. So that was a really cool NPC in my opinion. Yeah, Bryn Bryn was my favorite NPC. Um, I, I think that their story like was something that I really I was like really really wanting to tell like with with him and and uh and Rainier and like I just I, w- I was really happy with how that kind of came together because like Bryn was like a really sad character honestly like he he had gone through mm-hmm. a lot of stuff but like I think that you know you guys kind of like gave him that second wind and like got him to like you know have have a good ending which was like just really, really cool. Cause like when you guys literally meet him in, in episode one, like he is such a, he's just trying to die. He is like, a, he's just absolutely given up and like watching his like progression. That's another thing I'm excited to uh, like kind of yeah. watch through and uh, as, as we go, but like, I mean, it just, it changes completely. But yeah, I, I love, I love Burn as a character. I think it was, uh, I think it was, and I honestly think it was just better because of the way you guys interacted with him. Like you guys filled out his character a lot. It was a really mm-hmm. fun scene when for me because no one saw it coming when glenn threw on rainier's face in front of Bryn, like right after that we like heard the tragic backstory oh like God, watching, yep. purely watching bobby and dan's reactions were so good bobby's like oh <laughs> like it, it's I, I don't remember when that happened but it was like such a perfect like cut i feel like it was, like it was in drifting why did you do that when you make him storm off Oh yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I remember it was in Drifted. I don't remember like what episode oh. series those were, but yeah, I, like, he told I, us this horrible somber story, and you're just like this guy, and we were like, oh yeah, too yeah. fucking soon. Holy that was so shit. fun because I also just saw so John fun. get mad as Brit. Like, <laughs> like, like John's like, what? <laughs> I saw the DM oh, I, take it. <laughs> not when I, cool, when bro. I, when Brin punched you in the face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I felt like it was from John, not from Brin. <laughs> I mean. I, I have them all living inside me. I, mm. it's, it's something I struggle with every day. So yeah, I thought it was a great point that um, for the story that Bryn didn't make it all the way for the storytelling, I think it's good. But he was one I was hoping made it all the way to the end with us. Oh yeah, yeah. I thought oh, yeah. we gave him we gave him a pretty good send off, but there he was did. so much of Dan. Oh yeah, who wanted to use Rangrim's eight and ninth level spells to just gate to his grave and just true resurrection his ass. Yeah, bring him back for sure. And be like, what's up, bro? Yeah. You want to fucking <laughs> take back your namesake and be king of the world right now? Oh, actually to his, yeah, to his real, like his real ass his grave. His body. Real body yeah. Not where his Warforged body was, but to where yeah. his real grave was and just gate there real quick and true resurrect You've... him and be like, let's go, dog. You've been there. You did yeah, go there, yeah. yeah you yeah. you fought exactly. you fought your like uh, desiccated bodies. So, yeah, right. that was, that's right. That would have been wild. And that, by the way, that, again, that was fucking goal break. He had set a trap there. Yeah, makes sense because the sign too, right? Wasn't it like? Because I remember we like it, it like triggered something. That's when we fought yeah. the. Uh, yeah, yeah we, you had to we were, you had to kill the you had to kill the thing that was like the we that were was so hopeful that he was yeah. gonna help us. Like, yeah. Let's right. go get Goldbreak to help us. Oh, I fucking the bad love dragons. that. Oh, that yeah. was my favorite. Oh, you were you were thing. eating that up. I'm sure. Yeah, that was my fucked up. Favorite <laughs> thing about this story was when you guys were like, "Yeah, I think Goldbreak's gonna be our buddy. Let's go get him." Like, duh, 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 duh. oh the shit, the power oh, of friendship. No. Come on, Goldbreak. 
Yeah. Don't uh, worry yeah. about it. We'll keep you safe. Dies immediately. He's like, ah, shit. <laughs> yeah. By his best friend's uh, hands. Or partner. Uh, man. Silver Guard. That was another character. That was another, like, ooh, man. That was that was a nasty. Another oh, I don't think there's any way we lived in that fight. There was no way we yeah. lived. No. No, 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 no. We were so That would have been we very, dead. very tough. Without that, we were dead. I was. Yeah. I remember. I remember like, that I one too because that was more recent. I remember rolling, and I was like, "Shit!" I rolled like a thirteen. I think. Yeah, I you rolled. Oh, like, that I, means that I did the thing. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I think the I would have had to. I think Glenn would have had to tank that fight if if yep. that fight continued. Yep. Like so funny. That was Glenn front line at that I point. Was, I was absolutely half dead from that power word kill. Like I was still like on the back foot. And, yeah, that shit um, was wild. Uh, I remember like this undead two-headed dragon comes up out of the ground, the lava, and I'm just like, uh, it, we lose, we yeah, lose the yeah, game of D and D, because yeah. like there's a lot of times, and I think John kind of touched on it, but where all of his combats, for the most part, had an alternative way out, right? They right, just one dimensional. Mm -hmm. He never intended us to f just fight through them. Well, yeah, I mean the Were Tigers. We like turn that into a militia, yeah. and then like uh, yeah, allies. Which the murder mystery was one of my. That was so. That high. was such a fun little dungeon. That so was a lot fun. of fun. Uh, that whole thing was a Tiger King joke. Uh, right. Yep. <laughs> Perfectly <laughs> placed. Uh, That's gonna of, age uh, so well. It's gonna age <laughs> so well. Um, it, something that you'll look back and be like. Wait, what was that? And then you'll just Wait, be like, aren't they oh, all in yeah. jail? It, it'll just be one of those things where it's so encapsulated in what early COVID was in those three mm -hmm. months when nobody was doing anything and everybody was like, oh, this is great. We're just sitting at home, writing it out. Yeah, fuck you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, tell us how you really feel, Bob. Right? Jesus. Uh, yeah, which I did get to run. I got to run it for some friends. I think I told you guys that. But yeah, yeah, that's right. John and I, we we workshopped the idea of turning them into little uh, condensed uh, like books, modules. Modules. Yeah, yeah. Turning a handful of the encounters in in our campaign into modules for people. Well, I mean, we got full. We have like full blown dungeons. Like that's what. I oh think yeah, that's a, yeah uh, just, fantastic idea. Absolutely. Each one of those would be that. a lot of fun to release. If we ever do a Kickstarter or something like that, uh, some sort of crowdfunding, yeah. we absolutely would. The one, the, um, the one you're running right that's now, right there up on the list. <laughs> a of, different one. Of a different some one. Of the, yeah, some sort of crowdfunding and also, thing for sure. Uh, look, big congrats to our boy John. Oh yeah, dude. Seventy. Smashing grand? those numbers. Let's go, boy. Let's go. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm so it's, gassed for you. It's. I'm honestly uh, I, surprised I, you didn't try to bring that thing to market sooner because it's just. It was. It was a every lot, man. Every nerd <laughs> I show, is I think I mean I've shown, like people on the street in D and D shirts and like yeah, just yep. general conversation. Oh, my friend made this, and they go get the fuck out of here. That's dope, and I'm pretty <laughs> sure they back it at that point. Yeah, right? exactly. Well, it's just I, so cool. I super appreciate it. It's yeah. it's something that like I had the idea for it like four years ago, and it just the doing was the hardest part. <laughs> was get, was mm -hmm. pulling all the stuff together. Mm -hmm. Was it was getting like an artist on board who, and I was very lucky to get like Crosshead Studios, like just incredibly talented. 
Um, and then yeah. like finding someone that could like help design the pop-ups like paper engineering is just a wild thing. Like I don't have is, either of the skill sets to do this. And so I just crazy. found some cra crazy partners. The fact that you found a paper engineer, it sounds like one of those fake jobs from like an HGTV show. Yep. Where it's the resume like, filler. Like my husband's a paper engineer and I breed salamanders part time. Our budget is like 3.5 million for this house. <laughs> <laughs> it, it sounds yep. fake, but like from this, the stuff that I saw from you, like that man, like is, knows a, what he's is doing. a paper engineer. Yep. Yep. Paper pop-ups are like so like I wouldn't know how to do that. They're so yeah, clean I, too. Oh, and so, I didn't know yeah. you were even doing that. I I told a friend about this today that um, one of my crafty friends. I didn't realize that you were releasing like, uh, like plants on how to like make the pop ups. Yeah. Yourself, yeah, so, which I love that too. That's such a cool idea because so many of the D and D folks are just you know crafty people and like to make stuff. Totally, mm -hmm. and it also like it makes the barrier of entry lower so that like yeah, you for sure it's awesome. If you want to make it yourself or if you want to make multiple versions of it, you totally can. Um, actually, just I, uh, the artist was asleep today when I needed to <laughs> release our next <laughs> uh, our next stretch goal. So I doodled up uh, the next one that I really want, which is uh, that we're going to release, which is the uh, the portal, which I love. Like I like who doesn't need portals? Like who Always. doesn't need a, a need a portal? And so the, a... the middle will mm -hmm. open so you can send people through the portal. Hell yeah. Work. Hell yeah. All right. Last question. Uh, for Dan Grimm, what was the inscription in the eye patch that Rangrim gave to Regalia? I was like a, was like a passing Rangrim thought that like he would do when I decided to do the uh, God thing. Oh, here we it go. Always goes back to Regalia for Rangrim. Uh, yeah. Um, here it is. It was never forget who you are. And let this be proof that uh, I will always be keeping an eye on you. That's nice. Damn, that's so good. Lynn is legitimately worried that Regali is gonna like come for the two of them. Like she's not, he's not necessarily worried that Regali might kill him, but she might beat the shit out of Glenn and being like, okay, your dad's here. Like she's definitely gonna John Wick this situation and just murder so many people. <laughs> Well, I mean, we, we all talked about this privately as well, but um, Regalia definitely took on all the homies' surnames. Like, she's stepping into a building, like, fiercely. Like, Regalia Stoneheart, Aresius Darkforge. Which, dope. Two god names, and, you know, <laughs> the hero of Sakal in there as well. She's She is the... What would she be? the heir of a god like she's of the bloodline at that point yeah, that's a good point or you said i i don't know where it was said but she's not actually your daughter did no, i know she no, she's she's rangram's daughter by blood oh she she was saying he was saying that um that glenn is uh her godfather and i was saying that she is like i was saying because they're now gods rangram is technically her godfather oh, and it, it. or yes. and then and Glenn is her god godfather. God godfather. <laughs> got it. Okay, yeah, I absolutely missed that. Okay, makes sense. Um, yes, yes, it is. She is it. You know, godhood is in her bloodline at that point. So that's crazy. Never thought about that. Yeah, that's a that's a definitely something you can like flash at a bar to get straight to the front of the line. Yep. Do you know who my dad well, is? <laughs> 
I will I will have him smite the shit out of you from <laughs> the celestial plane right now. Um, I, what, what's funny too is like, done. dude, woe be it to anyone that that ends up like married to Regalia, because then there's gonna be five, four names <laughs> at the end of that. Mm, it's a paragraph Just, and a uh, half. Yeah, in some um, like real bad dudes you got to answer to. Yeah, if you made that oh, yeah. girl cry. Like yeah. I imagine Cosmo's basically at this point like her adopted brother. Something like that. Yeah, he calls you dad. I mean, and then honestly, and then there's Big Daddy Ringrim and Big Daddy Glenn, like literal gods. Like, you better come real correct. Like, what time are you bringing her back? But also, <laughs> realistically, it'd be Glenn and Rangrim that intervene the most, and we go get Cosmo when it's like really bad. Right. Like, I would, like he's not listening to us anymore. Can you can you go do something, Cosmo? Just like, go beat his ass. <laughs> can you go? You go actually show up like I dangled a napkin in front of him four times and he's not scared. I don't know what's happening. Yeah, we're doing the god stuff, but like he's not getting spooked. Can you go kick his ass for us? <laughs> can, you go, can you go beat him up? <laughs> he's being mean to us. <laughs> uh, well, boy, that's it. I think that's solid questions. I think that's it. Yeah. We oh, did it. We did it. Final, did final. It. I, yeah, I was, I was telling the boys, um, earlier this but like i think the thing like things have been coming in waves a little bit with like what um you know like what is you know affected like you just think of thinking about post campaign and like one of the things that hit me today was that it's weird that these characters won't have character progression anymore there won't be new things they're like during the entire campaign there was like hey like maybe these things could happen maybe they can encounter these things and like i noticed that today like i realized that today like that they won't this story is like has a bookend on the end of it now, and it's just wild to think that that like there won't be any more character progression for these characters. They are it's fixed now for the first time in three years, which is just an insane thought. It's finite. Yeah. It is finite. finished. Everything needs an end, and I could not be happier with the way that we brought this to a conclusion. Uh, the boys did an incredible job. The community did an incredible job with just like yeah keep keeping them alive through points and through supporting everyone and definitely saved um, our lives multiple man, times there are some times that the the community points definitely definitely saved you because i would be like oh i got a, a nat 20 and then all of a sudden like someone throws a chat disadvantage yeah oh for sure <laughs> disadvantage i i know glenn has been saved by at least three disadvantages from the community like i remember them Honestly, yes. one of them was adna in which glenn missed his attack and then immediately got downed right after which was also so upsetting as a player like here's my moment i got this and then just straight down again it's like well i fucking suck <laughs> i mean adna was tough adna was a tough one i think sure that was. like i think that probably like adna and, and glenn probably make up a little bit in the uh in the like probably take some trips to the, the uh, astral plane and hang out with adna and uh, oh Chandra glenn definitely bit. brings adna to whatever out of whatever like potential hell oh. she's in Bro, Adna's probably hella assaulted. Not only did you best her in becoming like a, the champion of oh, like Shangrel, god. and oh, now you're shit. a literal <laughs> god. Like she's like, fuck this guy. Yeah, he's probably a little pissed. Yeah, maybe uh, Regalia is actually a warlock, and it's just like her patron is Adna. Oh god, that's amazing. <laughs> that's how she comes back. I'm gonna write my new character for uh, Bobby's campaign. Mm -hmm. It'd be fun. <laughs> Um, Crazy, yeah, we're think... all playing goblins with uh, no, we're tendencies all to shoplift. Yeah. We're actually playing one character. It's a goblin with three heads. Oh, shit. Oh, I like that. 
Mm-hmm. I want to be the middle head, but you guys get to decide what bo- parts of my body I control. Because I imagine there's like left arm, right arm. Like what's the I middle think you control? know. I think you know. <laughs> the legs. <laughs> I choose how, where, and how fast we run. Yep, that's exactly what I was thinking about. Yeah, sure. Yep. Me too. That's what I was thinking as well. Yep. Three cold <laughs> walls in a trench coat. There you go. Amazing. Uh, um, I think we gotta call it. I, I, I otherwise, we're just gonna keep going. We are. Yeah, we're just I, gonna I think time. we can go we're forever. Just I don't, keep talking shit I, forever. <laughs> I don't think. Yeah, I was gonna say. I I don't think any of us want this to to be done. Um, I don't think any of us want to stop talking about season one. That's why Discord exists. Ask yep. any questions you have. We'll keep talking about it. Um, yeah. but yeah, yes. thank you, thank you all for just being with us through this these three years through the story. Um, this is going to be something that like, I don't think any of us will ever forget, uh, mm-hmm. this experience. And, uh, you honestly, you all made that for us. So yeah. just thank you. I, we cannot thank you enough. And, um, season two is coming. I f- cannot fucking wait to just like p- be a character and to hear whatever wild story that Bobby throws for us. And, um, mm-hmm. I think that's, yeah, I, I, just, I, I, I'm excited for everything to come. Um, and, uh, yeah, just, just looking forward. I think that that's, I think that's what we got to do. That's going to be insane. Cheers to you guys. Salud. And, um, just to change the Mm -hmm. pace a bit as Bobby's going to be the DM, Bobby, Mm -hmm. take us out of here. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, I don't have one yet, so we'll just stay with it. But, uh, all right. Well, good night. Good morning. And as always, don't forget to pet those donkeys. Bye, friends. Have a good night, everyone. Bye, everybody. Love y'all. See y'all in two months. See y'all in two months in a new story. Woo! Thank you for listening to the Almost Heroes and their mostly 5th edition D&D adventures. We post new podcast episodes every Monday, and you can catch us live on Twitch every Tuesday at 7 p.m. PST at twitch.tv slash bangerangbobby. See you there.